The three most important storylines going into the final preseason game for the Arizona Cardinals Saturday night. I'm going to tell you what they are. You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy here on a Thursday. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. Again, I'm your host. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Please go to the YouTube page, hit that subscribe button, hit a like on this video, turn the notifications on so you know exactly when videos will be posted. I will be with you every halftime from now through the entirety of the 2022 season, whether it be on Twitter spaces or YouTube going live. It's looking like I'm going to do both. So if you're around on Twitter, awesome. Join the Twitter space at halftime. If you're YouTube only, join the YouTube channel, and I'll be there talking about the first half action every single game for the Arizona Cardinals. One more preseason game to go. Now, I could talk about, you know, the practice that Tennessee and the Cardinals had yesterday. I talked about it a little bit with Dan Bickley yesterday. Great guest. Great to get him finally. And one of the pillars of sports media in the city of Phoenix uh, had a good time, but I see this and I've talked about this through camp. Like, you know, we'll talk about the storylines, Antonio Hamilton popping, you know, Benjamin showing, um, you know, Andy Isabella kind of buffering up his trade value, I guess, but all in all, not this camp hasn't been like others. Like, the Cardinals' starting roster was pretty much set before camp started. And that's wild. But that's where we are. So I feel like to inform you and to bring storylines up that are actually going to happen on Saturday and not, well, is this person maybe going to take the starting role? There's no situations like that. I mean, maybe Antonio Hamilton will be CB3. Like, Everything is set for the Cardinals going into 2022. That was the game plan Steve Kime set up, and that's what he executed, whether you want, whether you agree with what he did or not. He executed it to a T. So you got to give him credit for that, I guess. There are three storylines going into Saturday night that I want you to pay attention to that I think the most that I think are most important for the 2022 season as a whole. First, this episode is brought to you by Brightco Jewelry and Watch Insurance. Brightco brings you comprehensive, fast, and affordable jewelry insurance for as low as five bucks per month. Check out your special offer uh, for Locked On listeners and get covered in under two minutes at bright.com forward slash locked on. That's bright.com forward slash locked on. Three storylines. I'm going to go in ascending order. The third most important storyline going into the final game before the Cardinals start playing real football September 11th is the offensive line. Okay. So third most important, but during the regular season, most important. We don't know exactly who's going to play how many snaps, but we do know that this is probably the most deep offensive line the Cardinals have had in a long time, especially since they drafted Kyler Murray in 2019. You're too deep at every position. And Josh Jones at this point looked very comfortable playing on the left side. So if DJ Humphreys were to go down, Josh Jones' traditional position is left tackle. I mean, he played right tackle in college as well, but learning the guard position because he played it in high school, I think, people hold on to 
he's played this position before when it could have been flipping peewee. <laughs> you know, like Josh Jones looked very comfortable on the left side of the line. Okay. So he is going to be the backup for Kelvin Beecham and DJ Humphreys at this point. You've got Rodney Hudson. Justin Pugh can slide over and play center if need be. And then you've got Will Hernandez and Cody Ford, who they traded for uh, two days ago. Their offensive line is as deep as the Cardinals have seen in, in quite some time. So moving forward, that is a great move by Steve Kime because he saw last year Rodney Hudson goes out, everything falls apart. I know Justin Pugh was injured at that time as well, so bringing in Max Garcia and Sean Harlow may not have been the best backup plan. Now the Cardinals have a backup plan. Cody Ford and Will Hernandez, both of those guys coming out of college were looked to be world beaters. And we saw Will Hernandez on the right side of the line open up massive holes for the running backs, especially in the te- inside the 10-yard line last week against Baltimore. Or it was two weeks ago against Cincinnati. Like, this offensive line is going to be good. This offensive line is almost set and forget at this point. So as much flack as I give Steve Kine for not bringing in impact makers on the defensive side of the ball, like, Will Hernandez and Cody Ford aren't impact makers per se on their own, but as pieces of a cog with Rodney Hudson and DJ Humphreys and Kevin Beecham as the bookends and spine, respectively, they're going to be very integral parts and guys you can trust to do their role and not have to account for others who aren't necessarily doing theirs. So the Cardinals, offensive line-wise, are going to be good moving forward barring any sort of catastrophic injuries. So going into Saturday night, this is where it's like, okay, you just got to start checking boxes. And the boxes that we've checked so far this during training, during preseason is the running back room, we don't know what it's going to look like. But it looks like it's going to be productive. And you hope, as I've said, and if this is your first listen, thanks for listening. If this is your second listen, thanks for listening. If you've been listening since day one, I truly appreciate it. James Conner can't touch the ball 75% of the time. He just can't. If you want him to withstand the rigors of a 17-week or 17-game, 18-week season and hopefully into the playoffs, he's got to be healthy. He's got to be spry. And when the Cardinals started going downhill last year offensively after DeAndre Hopkins went out was they relied too much on James Conner's productivity to carry the weight. That's not how to sustain an offense. So when you have a guy like Eno Benjamin and, 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 and Jonathan Ward, we've yet to see really anything of Daryl Williams. Um, there's a lot of guys back there. Keontae Ingram, I don't know. People like him because he's a sixth-round pick. And he's a good story, and he transferred to USC. And if he hadn't transferred, maybe he would have been a higher pick. That's fine. Maybe he's going to be a practice squad guy. Maybe he's going to be cut. We don't know. But the running back room is a check mark. The wide receivers are check mark by default. But looking at the offensive line, the fact that they're a check mark going into the 2022 season is going to be paramount. And we're going to see in their final dress rehearsal on Saturday. That's the third most important storyline to follow. Saturday night against the Tennessee Titans. The second most important storyline to follow. I'm going to talk about next. Alex Clancy here, Locked on Cardinals on this Thursday edition. First, I'm going to be talking about Brightco. Okay? And Brightco, as I mentioned, is an, it's a jewelry and watch insurance company, okay? They give you comprehensive, fast, affordable jewelry insurance for as low as five bucks a month, okay? Jewelry is very important. Jewelry is very important to be insured. If you're going to buy an engagement ring, if it gets lost, you know, you need fast and affordable insurance for your jewelry as low as five bucks a month. Because think about this. 
Go in. Buy a ring. You buy a watch. You buy earrings. And maybe accidentally they get dropped in the toilet and flushed. Like crazy things happen all the time. Imagine not having insurance for those pieces of jewelry that you hold so near and dear that you had purchased. So remember, Brightcoat Jewelry, jewelry and watch insurance. Brings you comprehensive, fast, and affordable jewelry insurance for as low as five bucks a month. Check out our the special offer for locked on listeners and get covered in under two minutes at bright.com forward slash locked on. That's bright.com forward slash locked on. The three most important storylines going into Saturday night against the Tennessee Titans in the dress rehearsal for the Arizona Cardinals before the kickoff of the 2022 NFL season when Kansas City Chiefs come to State Farm Stadium. I gave you my third one. I'm Alex Clancy. I'm the host of Locked On Cardinals. Follow me on Twitter, Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. If you want to go to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating, leave a review. You're welcome to. I'm just happy that you're here with me. The second most important storyline, for Saturday night. It's how the offense is going to look when it's like, okay, they're a week away from real football. Don't know how much Kyler Murray is going to play at this point. Probably going to be a couple series, maybe a quarter, but you just want to see an elevation from Trace McSorley to Kyler Murray, and you're going to see it, but with Hollywood Brown on the field, okay? A.J. Green, Rondell Moore, James Conner. You just want to see the offense get a couple first downs. And and this is like, this is the second most important storyline because this is the first time we're going to see the offense where it's not going to be Greg Dorch and Andy Isabella on the outside. And I want, I'd like, this is, the offense is going to be leading the ship this year. This is the first time since Kyler Murray's been drafted where the offense is without a doubt going to need to be the strong suit for the Cardinals to win games because there's no alternative. And going into the last preseason game, and it doesn't even matter who they're playing. It's like, oh, they're playing. Like, if they were playing the Ravens defense with their ones, it's like, it doesn't matter who the Cardinals are playing Saturday night, really. It matters that the Cardinals can get a couple first downs. It matters that they can have a sustained drive. It matters that Hollywood Brown gets a couple targets. It matters that we see some sort of back and forth, like what could this backfield look like? And then, as I mentioned last segment, it matters that the offensive line protects Kyler Murray. So I know that this is still a faux game. Okay. And as I've said, pretty much since the beginning of camp, we know who the starters are going to be. There's nobody really jockeying per position. There's going to be jockeying for playtime. But there's not going not to be – we know who the starting 22 guys are. Maybe Antonio Hamilton jump in. Like, we don't know exactly the cornerback room, but we know pretty much everything th- that we're going to see. We know pretty much everything. And I don't think that that's absolutely normal across the NFL. So when I'm talking about, about more macro storylines, it's like, well, we can break down who could potentially start. We could break down who could potentially get more reps. We know already, for the most part. The camp storylines are fun, but are we living in a la-la land? Are we living in what we're actually going to see week one? Greg Dorch, fantastic story. I hope he makes the 53-man roster. They have eight receivers. 
You know, are they gonna are, are they gonna roster seven receivers on game day? We don't know. They can't roster 12 running backs and wide receivers combined on get you just can't do it. So all of these storylines are great, but we're getting close to week one and we need to kind of uncover, unwrap the sugar-coated storylines of like, oh, you know what? I really hope this guy makes a team. That may be true, and it should be true for Greg Dorch especially, but is he going to be getting 80% of the wide receiver reps come game day? You say, well, maybe. No, he's not. He's going to be a depth guy. If injuries come in and he's sprung to action, you hope he can perform like he did during the preseason and during camp because he's the storyline coming out of camp. He's the fun storyline coming out of camp. And living in the real world, Hollywood Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, when he comes back, A.J. Green, Rondell Moore, those are going to be the receivers on the field. Zach Ertz. I see Trey McBride getting more reps than Greg Dorch. Like, it's going to be fun. You hope he makes it, but this isn't Rudy. And that's why I'm talking about bigger picture storylines for people to absorb and be like, well, these are the things that we're going to be seeing come week one. So we'd like to do our final checklist on our clipboard to see how these things are before the season starts. Offensive line, third most important. The offense as a whole, second most important. What's the most important thing we're going to be looking at Saturday night against Tennessee Titans? I mean, if you've listened to this podcast, thank you, first of all. You you know what, what the next seven minutes are going to be. You're just going to have to wait for a couple minutes to hear it. Alex Nancy, Lockdown Cardinals. I'll be right back. Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. I will be with you halftime of every game through the 2022 NFL season on YouTube and on Twitter Spaces. Join me. Let's grow this baby. It's going to be fun. We we had we had a good run last year. I want to double it. Like I, I want it to be a small like community of people that join. Every Sunday, bring a beer, bring your friends, bring your family. I can't drink. I'm working. Don't tempt me. But let's 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 grow this thing out. Bring your questions, bring your comments. It's gonna be fun. We're gonna build a little community here in Lockdown Cardinals during halftime of every game. The third most important thing to watch out for Saturday night is the offensive line, and if they can protect Kyler Murray for however many, however many um, snaps he plays, and just the quarterbacks as a whole, protection from the offensive line Saturday night. Number two is just the offense. See if it can hum. See what see what the running back rotations are gonna look like. See how many routes, you know, your favorite wide receiver is going to run. You know, it's that's fine because the offense is going to be the strength of this team. And Steve Kime fashioned this roster to make it so, to where there's no possible way it could go any other way. And if it does, everybody's getting fired. The first most, the most important storyline going to Saturday night's defense, just as a whole. Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons. Zayvon Collins showed flashes. He showed progress from week one to week two of the preseason. He showed progress. Let's see if he can expound upon that. Marco Wilson has kind of been a ghost. Marco Wilson hasn't really made any impact plays. And the thing, like, it's difficult sometimes because how many targets do corners get thrown at them in a game? Six, seven, on a high end, eight, on a really high end. Like, you know, so I know that during preseason when people are working on their their game plans, working on specific plays, it's not necessarily a, a direct correlative into what's going to happen through the 2022 season, but Zayvon Collins and Marco Wilson are going to have to make an impact right away when the season starts. They're going to have to make an impact right away. 
Otherwise, Travis Kelsey and MVS and Juju are going to eat them alive week one when Kansas City comes to town. So the defense as a whole, can Victor Dumakeji really move up the ranks, move up the depth chart? Because he's been the best pass rusher the Cardinals have had this dur- during this preseason. Can, can Cam Thomas and Sanders continue their production to maybe play 30 or 40% of the snaps in 2022? Are Lucky Foto and Sean Lawrence the truth in the middle of the defense, in, in the middle of the interior of the offensive, of the defensive line? Are they going to be able to be run stuffers? You know, like the defense is the most important thing to watch on Saturday and through the regular season, most likely. The offense is going to be hopefully set and forget for a 27-28 burger a game. Because how they're constructed, that's what's supposed to happen. They've been built in a lab to produce points. The defense is going to be microbiology and not macrobiology like we're going to be watching with the offense. Everything is going to be under a fine-tooth comb and microscope to see what needs to be tweaked, who deserves more snaps, things like that, because they're thin and they're young. You've got your Marcus Golden, you've got your J.J. Watt. I get it, okay? but everybody else, super young. And the majority of them, I guess by, take Byron Murphy out of this and Isaiah Simmons kind of, but you're grading on a curve, are completely unproven without any sort of veteran safety net. And I got into a discussion, uh, Soul Pancakes becoming one of my favorite villains here. I'm just kidding. Um, when I say safety net, I'm not talking about when they're playing on the field together. I call Jordan Hicks the safety net for Isaiah Simmons and, and Zayvon Collins. Who played most of the snaps last year? Jordan Hicks or Zayvon Collins? That's the safety net. When Zayvon Collins isn't performing and he's being taken off the field, the safety net is the guy that subs in for you and produces in some capacity. Jordan Hicks has fallen off over the last year or two. He's getting older. But if the Cardinals didn't have Jordan Hicks last year on the roster, the Cardinals defense would have been much worse than it was. Pretty good defense last year. Much worse than it was if Jordan Hicks wouldn't have been there. Because David Collins was unable to stay on the field. That wasn't a Vance Joseph thing. People like to think that Vance Joseph doesn't like to play rookies. Vance Joseph is too smart for that. If, if Zayvon Collins was a better option than Jordan Hicks, he would have played Zayvon Collins. Saturday night, the defense under a microscope. Because you know what? Time is running out. Barring Steve Kime trading for two corners and an edge and signing an edge rusher or something like that before kickoff September 11th, this is the defense that the Cardinals are going to have. And as I've mentioned a lot, the ifs, if Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons take their respective step forward, if Byron Murphy, you know, plants himself as a true CB1, if Marco Wilson takes a step forward from last year, if the rookies can, can produce in the pass rush, if Marcus Golden, who's getting older, can replicate his sack numbers from last year, if J.J. Watt can stay healthy, if Jalen Thompson and Buda Bigger can maintain their elite play over the top. It's all ifs on the defensive side of the ball. Jalen Thompson and Buda Baker are the only true, sure thing going into 2022. And we'll see what happens Saturday night. Tomorrow, I will be giving my final, I know you think it's early, my final win-loss predictions for the Arizona Cardinals in 2022. Because you know what? Even if Steve Kime adds a piece, it won't be a pro bowler. We know what this roster is going to be. 
and I'm going to break down week one through week 18 where the Cardinals are going to finish. And it's going to be fun. Alex Lancey, Locked on Cardinals. I'll talk to you.